Hello, hello, and welcome to Feeling State of Mind. I'm your host, Marks, and I just wanted to thank you for being here. If you're new, welcome. If you're a love bug, thank you for being here and listening. I am really sad I didn't get to say goodbye on the Self Love Snack Bar. And I really just wanted to transition out and not really leave y'all hanging, but as plans sometimes do go awry, I couldn't do that. And so if you're here, I just wanted to say thank you and I love you. It is the end of an era, but I am feeling trusting, hence the feeling word of the title for today's episode, because I just trust in the universe and God there's Jewel again. <laughs> Everybody say hi. Um, I just feel very trusting in the path that is going down and I'm grateful to be here and that doesn't mean that transitions aren't difficult. I feel like trusting is a word where it's not fully positive in the sense of when you trust, it's not like you're having a grand old time right now. It's not like that at all because the reason why you trust, it's probably because you're going through something difficult or something just where you may not want to be, but you trust that it's gonna work out and it's gonna be good. When you trust in a partner, for example, there's a possibility that they could do something that would hurt your trust or break your trust and you choose to trust anyway and think about the positives and only control what you can control and that's where trust comes in and so that's how I'm feeling right now. That's part of the weekly segment. I have three things I'm grateful for. That's the first part of the weekly segment. And the reason why I wanna do a gratitude list is because gratitude is honestly what brings me into a really good state. So I've been realizing, especially with my new promotion, that I just have so much on my plate on top of all the other hobbies like the podcast and friends, all the things, taking care of myself that I can get overwhelmed. And I also realize that my natural state, especially from my childhood, which I'll go over, is not super positive. It wasn't super positive. And so innately, I'm not always super positive, especially when I wake up. And so I do a gratitude list in the mornings. And even when I'm going through a rough time throughout my days, I'll do, I'll make myself say 10 things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's really challenging because 10 can be a lot, especially when you're like really not feeling grateful or good and just mad at the world. But I notice that every time I finish my gratitude list, I feel so much better. And so I'm not going to sit y'all through a whole list of 10, but I'll do three. 
And hopefully you can take the time to pause the episodes as well and think of three things that you're grateful for. And bonus points, if you share them with me, you can DM them to me in my Instagram or the podcast Instagram, or if you're my friend, you can text me, just however, you can text a friend, whatever, or just say it to yourself because we are our own best friends. And just get yourself into a good mood, you know, gratitude never gets old, so three things right off the bat that I'm grateful for. One, Advil, (laughs) because I, my head fucking hurts. I have a headache, but we love Advil because it helps take the pain away. And two, I'm grateful for my friends, Uh, especially shout out Holly and Jackie. They've really just been helping me so much throughout this week and I'm just so grateful that I have such a supportive group of friends who understand me and are there for me and just like always put a smile on my face. I love you both so much. Third thing that I'm grateful for is my studio apartment. I freaking love it. I, there have just been times where I'm like, uh, I'm not grateful for it. Whatever. You know, we all have those moments. We can't love everything all the time. That's unrealistic, but I love rearranging my room and changing up the energy and I rearranged my room and it's so different. Like I've never done this arrangement before and it just feels really good. And I just, I love the energy in it. And so that's what I'm grateful for. The second part of the weekly segment is how I'm feeling right this instant. And I already shared it. It's I'm feeling trusting. And the reason why I thought this would be a good question for the weekly segment is that we're not always feeling the best. We're not always feeling you know, on top of the world. And like, that's okay. It's unrealistic to always feel like you're on top. And I don't know. I think people say life just wouldn't be that fun if you were happy all the time. And I don't know if I believe that. (laughs) But what I do believe is that when we're feeling emotions that are lower vibe, that they tell us something and their signals on, okay, something's not working. Something's a little off. What can we do to put us back on track? And so much of the issues with emotions I've learned is that a lot of us don't even know exactly how we're feeling. And there are so many feeling words like beyond happy, sad, mad, Like, I think those are the most common ones, but there are so many more intricate feeling words. And so I want with this podcast to be able to expose y'all to more feeling words if you don't know and to just share more about what I'm going through and in turn, I feel like whenever people share with me how they're feeling, I learn more about them and I learn more about myself. And so I just think it's important also on a podcast to not always share what's going great. And I just want to be real. 
that's why I like podcasting. So that's the reason why I want to do the feeling words. And I, Holly came up with like the most genius idea since there's so many words to add it to the title. And so that's why you'll see a feeling word at the beginning of the title. It may have to do with the title, like the rest of the title. It might not. It might be something to do with what we talk about in the episode. It might be a feeling word that a guest feels like whatever. It's up to me. I have creative control now, but that's the intention behind feelings, feeling state of mind. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then the third part of the weekly segment is something I'm into right now. And I just love this because yes, there are not always rainbows and unicorns in life, but what you focus on grows. And I'm such a positive person, an optimistic person. And that's what helps keep me sane. That's what helps me get excited and gives me hope for the future, especially because I feel really deeply. And when I'm down in the depths, I'm like (laughs) fucking down in the depths. (laughs) So I need things to make myself happy. And so I also, what I love about podcasting and just social media in general is that they're like, we we get to share what we love. We get to, we just get to share ourselves. And I just love creators that don't gatekeep and share what is working for them. That doesn't necessarily mean like it's going to work for everybody, but I, I just like that. Okay. So (laughs) we're doing it. Um, and I'm always like looking for new ways to feel good and take care of myself and prioritize myself, you know, self-love, self-care, all the things, wellness, everything that I'm like super into and passionate about. And so I just want to share what's working for me. And if it's working for you too, that's great. If you haven't heard of it, more knowledge is more power. So something that I'm currently into right now is... I would still say my morning routine from the last episode of the self-love snack bar if you haven't listened to it. Well, actually, it's not coming out because we recorded this episode, um, but it's not coming out. So um, I'll just share it here. So what I'm grateful or (laughs) what I'm into right now is my morning routine and it's going back to me waking up not happy for no reason at all, just waking up, maybe not necessarily super excited for the day because there's like a lot of work to do, whatever, okay? I'll do my gratitude list of 10 and then I'm in a better mood. And then I've started doing breath work. So instead of my daily 10 minute mindfulness meditation, I've replaced it with breath work. I have this app called Othership and I really like it because it's guided breath work to music and it's super fun and I'll do 10 minutes of it and sometimes they're themed which I love and it's just it just puts me in a better mood I'll do that and then I'll read my devotional that always makes me feel good and then I'll do I'll pull my cards for the day I have two decks one is an affirmation deck wait let me just get it All right, I'm back, baby. Okay, so my first one is the Super Attractor deck by Gabrielle Bernstein. Shout out, Gabby. (sighs) Okay, so if you're in the Orange County area, 
I hope that you take Gabby's yoga class because she's such an amazing yoga teacher. I am friends with her from Raw Yoga. Uh, love you so much. You were a love bug and... Um, I went to her yin class one day and she uses this deck and pulls everybody a card and it just resonated with me so much. It made me so happy and so I got the deck for myself and it's such a good one because it... It's like an affirmation that you need, and it's just so beautiful. The artwork is beautiful. Y'all know I love the aesthetic, and if you don't know that, I'm a freaking hoe for the aesthetic, okay? I admit it. Guilty. I love the aesthetic. It's my Libra moon, I believe. But yeah, so I'll pull that, something that I need to hear for the day. And then I have the Soul's Journey lesson cards. And I'll put these in the show notes in case you're interested. But this one's cool because it gives me direction. And it's just so wild because I'll pull these cards and it'll be exactly what I need or something that I'm going through. And it's happened so many times that it's hard not to trust them. You know, it's like hard not to believe them. Like if... If you don't believe in sidekicks or whatever, but you see a sidekick and you've never met them before, like whatever, and they tell you what you ate for breakfast that day and there's no other re- like how there's no reason how they would know that and they like keep doing that it's like you're obviously gonna trust that they have psychic abilities or whatever you know and so it's this is what it's like for me in the cards um and for example this morning I pulled one card and it said indecision and I'm like wow it's literally what I'm going through right now. But um, yeah, so anyways, I'll pull these cards and it just gives me direction and it gives me trust and I it just makes me feel really good. So I love doing that for my morning routine and then I will have a little dance party. I'll play music that I really like and it just, that whole concoction puts me in a good mood and ready for the day and yeah. I just love it. All right. This is normally where we would put the crunch and I don't have something yet for this episode. So if you have any ideas, let me know. Danny, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for the crunch idea. You're a freaking amazing ass human and you're wonderful and I love you so much. And I just want to give you the honors and I will come up with something to transition from the weekly segment into the episode topic to honor you and your amazing idea. Okay. Love you. All right. Let's see. Well, if you're new here, I just want to go over my story for you because my story is the reason why I'm here. It's The reason why I love wellness so much and why I want a podcast in the first place. And if you've already heard my story because you're a love bug, then maybe give this another listen because I hope that it's better (laughs) than when I first told it the first time. I, yeah, and if you want to respectfully skip that's fine too. 
I'll put a timestamp in the show notes for kind of a good time where I transition into what happened, if that's more interesting for you, and that's the reason why you're here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. That's what we're doing. We're being decisive. Okay, so if you don't know me, I'm Margs. I, my full name is Marguerite. I go by Margs. I have a lot of nicknames, actually, because my name is long as fuck. It's also hard to spell, and people would just... I've just gone through phases. Like, my high school friends call me Margot. Super cute. And then in high school, one of my friend's sisters was like, wait, Margs would be such a cute nickname. And I loved it. I freaking loved it. But, you know, if you have a nickname, it's hard to kind of change what people call you. And I don't necessarily, like, want people to change what they call me because, I don't know, like, I'm still Margot, you know? But I just really resonated with Margs, like, way more. And so in college, people would call me Margs. And now people still call me Margs. And I just love it. But people also call me Marguerite, which I also love. I didn't always but anyways <laughs> I digress <sighs> all right my story so I grew up I was born in Fountain Valley California and I grew up in Irvine I moved to Irvine when I was six years old and Irvine is a more well-off neighborhood my uncle who's a doctor bought my family a house in Irvine and so we were very lucky to be able to live in a well-off area and that was a little hard for me though growing up just because I was surrounded by friends that had really nice homes inside like I lived in a nice home I lived in a really nice neighborhood actually but like inside it was eclectic and it was just I was embarrassed to like bring people over and yeah it just like uh, my family was poor let's just keep it at that because it's true and my friends had really cool clothes and like went on cool vacations and stuff like that and I never really got to do that and so as a kid you know everything you think it's you your parents get divorced, you think it's you, you know, like all this stuff. And so I felt like I didn't have value or I was worthless, like it was my fault. And so growing up, I I just wasn't really like a happy kid. I am more introverted. And so my friends growing up in elementary school were friends that I had in class. And it wasn't even really friends normally, it was just like one person. And I would have a different friends like in every grade. And so I didn't really have a good friend growing up until I would say like middle school. Luckily, I wasn't bullied, but I just was in my feels <laughs> most of my childhood. School in general was just like not really for me. Luckily, growing up, I wasn't terrible at school. Like I was very much an average student. Um, but in high school, I started comparing myself to my friends because they would take like all AP classes and I took a few but it just seemed so easy for them and they enjoyed school and I didn't and then I also felt like I couldn't join fun classes like I remember not taking art history because I would just listen to the things that people would say and they would say like 
you you know we need to take AP like regular like bio and science and stuff because that'll make us get into better colleges and in art history all you do is like memorize dates and stuff like that and like don't study psychology because you can't get a job like all this shit that I just took into my brain and was like okay yeah I'm not studying psychology because then I won't get a job and then like fuck art history you know all this stuff and so so many of the classes that intrigued me I just didn't take and so I I don't know I just wasn't like a big school girly and then people started going to like really good colleges and stuff like that was the norm people would go to Ivy Leagues or UC Berkeley and so many of my friends in my high school friend group got into UC Berkeley and like half of them got off the wait list and so it was like obviously I'm so happy for them and whatnot but it just made me feel bad about myself and like I was either gonna go to UCSB or UCI so you okay UC did I say UC Berkeley? I need to do better at sharing things and explaining them as if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, because we did have like people in different, we had people in 49 different countries listen to the self of snack bar. Okay. Like that is wild, first of all, and amazing. And I'm so grateful. And so I'm sure many of you don't know these acronyms. So UCSB is UC Santa Barbara, which is where I ended up going. And then UCI is UC Irvine, which is the University of California, Irvine and University of California, Santa Barbara and University of California, Berkeley. So yeah, honestly, all the UCs are so good. It's, they're not Ivy Leagues, but they're prestigious schools in California. They're like the Ivy League schools of California. And like so many people don't leave California because it's such an amazing state. It's, we have the beach, we have the sun, we have progressive people, you know, all the things. California is amazing. I'm so grateful and blessed that I got to grow up there. I'm still here, here. But yeah, so I was choosing between UC Irvine and UC Santa Barbara, and I didn't want to be near home because I just didn't. And so I was going to most likely go to UC Santa Barbara. And it's honestly such a good school, but I was comparing myself to my other friends that were going to UC Berkeley and it just made, I was like embarrassed and not even, I wasn't even comparing myself to my friends. I was like comparing myself to all the other kids like in my grade and I was like embarrassed that I was going to UC Santa Barbara. Like I felt like I was the dumb girl <laughs> and so that, that was that. And then I go to UC Santa Barbara and I'm such a like creative like fashion girly like I've always been into creativity I used to make my dresses for my dances with my mom for homecoming and winter formal and prom and all the things and I would make clothes as well and so people knew me as a creative person but again at the time especially it was like don't go to school for art you're not gonna get a good job and you're just gonna be poor especially from my immigrant parents and so I ended up studying biology and my first year I was like let me just study it and see how I like it and if I don't like it I can always change but my first year it was like super easy and then my second year 
it was, it got a little harder, but it honestly wasn't bad. And as I reflect now, it wasn't bad because I had so many people in my classes. And so I'd be able to study with them. And that was fun. Like I love connection. I love doing things with people, especially at work, because it makes me feel less alone and it just makes things more fun. And then my junior year, the majors got more specified. And so I didn't have classes with friends anymore. And so much of what I was going through was by myself. And it was it was hard as fuck. <laughs> if you're in STEM, you know. And especially at a UC, I don't know, especially just in, in general. In general, it's hard, especially for a research school. And so many of the teachers were so smart, but not like social. And they don't have like empathy. And so it was like they were so smart that they were lacking a lot of the social skills, is what I'm trying to say. And so that was difficult. And one of my friends from high school was she had cancer and so it was like that on top of literally her dying. I was just going through a lot and it wasn't good for the soul mentally. I started becoming really anxious for my tests because they would be 17 page tests and it would suck because literally the stuff on the test wouldn't even be things that we studied or like notes that were given in lecture like it would just it would be so different that I just remember I would write my name that's like the one answer I knew pretty much and I would maybe answer like a few questions but I just remember a lot of the time like flipping through these tests like just not really knowing what the answers were and it just felt so shitty because I would try so fucking hard to study for these tests and I would come out feeling like all my effort was for nothing and then the average for these classes would be a fucking like 60% and so even if you ended up doing well because of the curve you would still leave feeling shitty And it was just this toxic cycle. And then I would start to get really nervous, like so nervous to take a test. And it would just not make studying as fun. And so I started using more Adderall. And then I got really addicted to Adderall. And then I would only study like if I could use Adderall because like it was just so mentally draining. And there just became a point where I was not okay. And I remember getting like a panic attack during my junior year, the end of my junior year spring final during class because my brain was not functioning and I was flipping through a packet and I just didn't know any of the answers and I just, I started panicking literally in my lecture and my teacher saw me and he brought me to the side and was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And he was just, he was like, don't worry about this test. Like, I'm going to send you to therapy. And I remember that being really scary because at the time, therapy was not a normal thing. Or it wasn't, like, commonly talked about. It was such a, like, thing where if you went to therapy, like, you didn't talk about it because you would feel like you're crazy, which is so not the case. And... I'm so glad that that stigma is so past 
us now because that's what kept me from going to therapy even though I knew at times like that's what I needed but nobody talked about it you know and I didn't want to be the crazy person and so I really do thank that teacher for sending me to therapy because if you didn't I wouldn't have gone And so I went to therapy, and so things got better for a little bit. I put less on my plate. I was adding more creative stuff into my life. And so my anxiety went away, and that's when I figured that I wanted to finish school at Santa Barbara, but I wanted to go to fashion school after. And that was really difficult because my mom was not supportive of me going to fashion school. Um, She was really nervous for me because... She is an immigrant, and she also would say that she tried to go into the fashion world, and it's difficult. And I heard her, but my mom was also an immigrant. Like, she came to America when she was 30. She barely knows how to speak English. Of course, it was a lot more difficult for her to make it in a creative endeavor, especially in a really cutthroat industry like fashion. So I, it was just, it was difficult. And, but she ultimately understood, but she wanted me to finish my degree. So I said, okay. And so I continued with school and I was going to have to stay a fifth year. But ultimately, I ended up becoming really depressed. I was so depressed. I remember everything being so normal. I remember wanting to just sleep all day. It would be a Friday night. Everyone would be hanging out and I just wanted to lay in my bed and sleep. And then I would wake up. It'd be like 11 p.m. And I lived Oceanside, so right on the beach love that house, on DP, the street was called Del Playa, and that was like the party street, and so there would there would be like music bumping, and I remember just being like, I want to see my friends, but like I don't want to see my friends, because I'm gonna be in such a negative, sad mood, and I, I hate bringing the vibe down, and so I would just stay home, and be by myself, and be really sad, and depressed, And I had such a hard time eating. I love the sun and I love the beach. And I remember going outside and even though it was so sunny and such a beautiful day out, feeling like it was so gray and that there was no hope. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's a day where I knew that I couldn't do this anymore. I couldn't continue and finish school at Santa Barbara or else I don't know what would happen to me. Like... I wasn't suicidal, but I knew that if I kept going down this path, that I could be. And that's the last thing I want ever. So I told my mom. My mom and dad were visiting me one weekend to drive up to visit my brother in who was in San Jose at the time. And I told her that I was really depressed and I wanted to go to fashion school. I wanted to transfer. And I remember her looking at me and just seeing how sick I was, how unstable I was. And she was like, okay, yes, like immediately, like I, I care about you and I love you and yes. And so I didn't go back for my fifth year. And that was the end of my fourth year. I also like during my third year when it got really bad, I didn't 
want to transfer and leave because I was in so deep. So I really tried to push through. And yeah, I can't believe I made it for four years. Like that's so wow. That's a long time. And so anyways, I take the summer off and I start fashion school in the fall. And so this is summer and I'm still depressed because depression doesn't just go away overnight and my parents are so new to like mental health they my dad still doesn't really know anything about mental health and my mom like barely um but I remember my mom being like you're going to fashion school like why are you still sad and that was just when I realized like I have work to do, you know? And so during that summer, only two things made me feel okay. One was going to church on Sundays and like listening to the music. I had this specific like 5 p.m. mass service that I like to go to. I grew up Catholic. And then on Tuesdays, I would go to this yoga class. And it was so funny how it came about because this is how I I got into yoga. I was a huge smoke weed but like I was like a huge stoner in college and I would go to this dispensary and at the time dispensaries are illegal and so it was a church it was like disguised as a church and so we'd like donate money to like celebrate the can the sacrament of cannabis um but they had yoga classes and so I just I remember taking yoga and that would give me peace. And I loved it. And so that's how I started going down the yoga path. And so now I'm in the yoga world. Love it. I love yoga. It helps me so much. It's so amazing. So that was one thing. And then another thing was a friend let me borrow a book at the end of my fourth year when I was leaving. And it was called Manifest Now. And that, I was not into reading. Like, I liked reading as a kid, but I don't remember really, like, really liking it so much. I remember, like, picking up books, but not really, like, finishing them and stuff. And I definitely didn't like reading in high school because those books did not make sense to me. Also, I'm not a huge fiction girly. Anyways, it's about manifesting and creating your reality and all this stuff. And that was like, whoa, because this whole time growing up, I felt like I had no say in my life. I felt like I, like bad luck was happening to me, whatever. Like I couldn't really like focus on great things like what I just felt like whatever would happen in my life was what would happen and I had no say and so reading this book like really opened my eyes to being able to attract good things in like what I wanted and so that honestly kick-started my journey of reading and personal development and growth and the more that I read these books and surrounded myself with these knowledge and like motivational speakers I got so hooked and I started feeling so good when I would implement these things. And I was like, wait, what the heck? There, like, how come nobody told me about these things? Like, I literally had no wellness tools, but I started like learning about all these things and implementing them. And I started feeling so much better, like slowly but surely and working on myself. And I just knew that like I really wanted to share what I learned with other people because I knew that other people were going through it just like me. And I knew that I just wanted to share the wealth 
and the good vibrations. <laughs> that sounds so cheesy. The good vibrations. But it's true. And I and I've, that was when I also knew that I needed to be on social media somehow. That was difficult for me for such a long time because social media made me feel so bad about myself and about my life. But I knew that I needed to be on social media some way or somehow because I could reach more people and share these things and so that's why I'm here and that's why I've always wanted to have a podcast yeah I will put the time stamp now for kind of the transition like I've tried YouTube before and that just didn't really work out I had my own podcast it was wellness detox and I was terrified of sharing. I recorded five episodes, but I was terrified of sharing it because I, I don't know, I had a, I first, okay, do now. I had a fear of being seen. Like, I was just so nervous about all the haters and people judging me and everything, so I never shared it. I didn't even tell any of my friends. It's so funny, and then, like, I slowly told some of my friends, and I, I remember having, like, an Instagram page, and, like, six of my friends, like, followed it, and they just found it on their own, and I was like, oh my god, they're so sweet. so funny but then yeah I kind of stopped and I was like so nervous to like make content and like all this stuff and so I just stopped and at the time I was friends with Sloan and who most especially love bugs now she's my co-host for the self-love snack bar and one day I was we were playing we're not really strangers of course because that's my favorite game ever and one of the questions like the answers was just like I forget what the question was but I shared with her how like I am just taking a break from my podcast because it just wasn't as fun like doing everything by myself like whatever And that's when she came up with the idea of, why don't we start a podcast together? At that moment, I was like, yeah, wait, like, let's just try it. And so we came up with the self-love snack bar name that night. And we came up with our first episode topic. Like, it was so good. And it was a really awesome journey. Like, at first, I was nervous that she wasn't going to be as excited because... I had a podcast first, like I really wanted a podcast and I didn't know that that was like one of her things that she's wanted as well. But she like was just as excited as me and like we worked so well together and we like really built this amazing podcast and it's successful. It's not like the biggest podcast ever, obviously, because we've been only doing it for like four months, but we like just got our first ad and we had like a fundraiser, like all this stuff. And we hit like 1k views or listens. It was just like going really well. And things slowly started to change. Okay. Hi. I took a couple days to since the last recording since what you just heard a second ago (laughs) because I was just feeling off about me sharing the story about what happened with the self-love snack bar and to be honest I originally was gonna say everything but I just want to respect people's privacy I know that I'm not a perfect person either and, you know, there have been things that I've done in the past for sure that I'm not proud of in general, not with 
the self-love snack bar. So I just want to respect that. So what I will say is that I'm disappointed with where we're at. I'm disappointed with the way that the self-love snack bar ended. I did my best to walk away with respect and grace. And at the end of the day, I can't control how other people act. I can only control how I act. And all that I can do is the best that I can do. Shout out Laura's dad. (laughs) Um, But I am proud of the way that I handled the situation on my end. This was really tough for me and I grew in so many ways that have been challenging for me in the past and so even though I am sad, ultimately, especially now, I know that I made the right decision and ultimately, I know that this is for the best. If you're a love bug and you're sad, you're not alone. I'm sad too. But in life, as life does, things change. And again, I just, I trust that for me, for her, for you, for everybody involved, that this is the best. And we'll look back at it however long down the line. It's going to be different for everybody. And we'll know that... This had to happen for a reason. If you listen to this whole thing, thank you so much. If you are a love bug, I love you so much and appreciate you. And I just hope that you'll follow me on this journey here. And if you don't, I completely understand. If you've followed me on my journey for however long, I appreciate you. And it's life is wild, but I am for the most part so grateful for it and I am glad that I continue to decide to keep going because in so many ways it really is worth it and so here is to new beginnings thank you for being here thank you for being you thank you for continuing to show up every single day just want to remind you that you really do make the world's a better place you make somebody's worlds infinitely so much better and you're a star see you in the next episode bye